This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. For NPR Music, it's all songs considered on this special edition, a conversation with Janzi from the band Sigaros. And I'm about to play you music from the Icelandic band's first new album in over 10 years. Here's how the album begins. The record is called Atta, which translates from Icelandic as eight. It's the band's eighth studio album. Their first came out 26 years ago. The three bandmates are Jan Thorbergsen on vocals and cello bowed guitar, Georg Holm on bass, and Katarn Svensson, who just rejoined the band on keyboards and so many more instruments. They're best known as Janzi, Gagi, and Kare. And together with the London Contemporary Orchestra, they made a magnificent album. So what brought this group back together after all these years? That's where my conversation with Yanzi begins. So your last album was about 10 years ago. Uh, it, it's called... Quaker. And so you all went kind of your separate ways. Not that you were all idle, that's for sure. Uh, very busy. So what inspired you all to get back together and do this and and start making music again i think it was kind of like an accident that kartan keyboard player which ha- hadn't been in the band for 10 years came to visit me in la and we did like a did a kind of recording jam session in my basement and where we had uh, my guitar with a cello bow and effects and he uh, he rented in cp70 yamaha cp70 like a electric piano the strings and harps and we basically started to play and we haven't played with him for 10 years how did that feel it was great it's kind of amazing to play with old friends because it feels so natural somehow and you just play and i feel like nothing had has changed over the years and you you just play and things come out and you start writing songs and melodies and 
And I, I guess that was the beginning of the this album, the new album. And the three of you would eventually get together. Did that happen right away or was that? It was a little bit later. Kartan came here and then we started, we wrote a few like ideas and then he went back and then COVID hit. Two years later, he came again. <laughs> we did some ideas and then Koki came. He got involved and, you know, kind of, yeah, it came more of an album. So let me play uh, a little bit of what uh, is called Blood Rock, I think translates as Blood Rock. Yeah, in Icelandic it's uh, Blodberg, which means creeping time. And it's like this little thyme herbs that grow in the highlands and is in the nature in Iceland. And they're pretty pink and very fragrant. So it's nice to see that opposites of the bleak, colorless Icelandic nature with this extremely pink, vibrant herbs. Beautiful. Let, let, I'll play a few minutes of this.
And are you singing in Icelandic there? Yes. And can you tell me a little about what you're um, yeah, it's about? interesting. It kind of feels like it's somebody's drawing his last breath or is dying or he's taking a bow, bow. But also, to me, it's also like coming back to Iceland on like the perfect, beautiful summer day where the sun is shining and you lay in the moss and just breathe breathe in. Mm. And did some of this come about as the three of you were together? Um, the, all, this music, because obviously you recorded this later and we'll talk about that in, a, in the studio, but this is all coming together in your basement? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Yeah, and then you you just you write the skeleton mm. in the basement, <laughs> I guess, and then you <laughs> flesh it out with an orchestra and other other stuff. I'm thinking about three old friends who've been playing music t- together since they were well, probably teenagers, right? And uh, and what it what it is that you bring out of each other when you get together? It's different than something you might do on your own. I mean, we've been in a band for now for 28 years. This is a little bit crazy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think I think we have this nice ability to not communicate to each other and not talk. And I think that comes out in something that just kind of flows. We kind of don't make plans or, yeah talk too much about it what we're gonna do or it kind of just happens and I think that's always kind of the nicest things when things come from somewhere above and you just grab it and it becomes a song I always got the impression when I listen to your music that you all never talk to each other I mean never talk to each other but 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 in making the music that there's the communication the language is the actual music and not conversation about hey what should we do today guys <laughs> right exactly yeah <laughs> and, and and i love that and and it it comes out that way as a communication between musicians more so than a lot of music i, I listen to feels very um very absolutely natural it, it couldn't be any other ways the way i i, I hear it mm-hmm. that's good it's supposed to feel natural that's a good word for it i think but these things also feel very um improvisational so how do you remember them (laughs) you come back you have this session at night and you go oh that was amazing guys how do you do that again yeah i mean you record it (laughs) (laughs) there you go (laughs) but some things that are memorable stick around longer than things are not worth remembering interesting so then this sound on this record is obviously more than a few people getting together there's a a, what is it a 32 piece orchestra you tell me yeah we went to Abbey Road in London to record the orchestra and it's LCO London Contemporary Orchestra with Rob Ames who was a conductor there and 
he conducted and yeah carry like I did all the um, the string arrangement and stuff like that yeah he's uh, he's amazing at that and so he wrote all the parts yeah he wrote all the parts and yeah it's always fun to go to Abbey Road to record this as a I don't know iconic place I guess you know mm-hmm. went to Studio 2 where the Beatles did all their stuff yeah so it's it's a it's a fun for guys from Iceland to go there. <laughs> it's like, whoa, cool. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, that's a lot of history, and you've added to that history. So when you go and do this in the in Abbey Road, are you there with the musicians, the orchestra playing with them, or are you bringing recordings that you did in the basement or wherever you might have done them? Talk to me about that process. Yeah, for this album, we pre-record our parts and then bring them to the studio, to the Abbey Road, and then they play over that, basically. But actually, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, we did one session in Studio One, actually, in Abbey Road, where we had a like full orchestra, like 90-something people, and d- did a live recording there. It was stressful. <laughs> 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 you can't fuck it up. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, this one we just we had so many songs we needed to get done, so it's kind of simpler to have the have it pre-recorded. Then you have like on some of them you have click tracks, so it's easier for them to a conductor to hear. But some some don't have click track and click track. For those who don't know, it would be a a rhythm that that just is like a metronome. Yeah, that uh, that the conductor can hear, so he knows the pacing to then orchestrate. Yeah. Because some of this stuff is is so floaty and and slow that you kind of need to have some kind of metronome or tempo to know where you are in the song. <laughs> so then, is there are the, are the three of you there in the space when this is being uh, recorded? Yeah, we're just in the control booth, sipping champagne and smoking cigars, <laughs> <laughs> watching them sweat and play. <laughs> the orchestra, no. And when you, yeah, yeah. When you approach the conductor, the conductor was who was the conductor again? Robert Ames. Robert Ames. When when you approach Robert Ames and you're in the studio, what kind of conversations might you have with him to convey what you're after, or do you not? Do you let the music speak for itself? I mean, it is it is pre- pretty written out beforehand. So all the parts are there, all the score is there for the people to play like first violin have their parts second violin have their parts cello has their part and so on so forth so it's pretty much there but what they are really good at Robert Ames and LCO is the ability to be open-minded and not too classical even though they're extremely talented and professional they can also be you can also ask oh can you do can you try this and can we like you know try this humming thing i'm doing now can you play that and like so he's he's pretty open-minded and mm-hmm. and the orchestra which is kind of great for us to work with yeah so you you if you have everything written out basically beforehand but also there is also time for experimentation and having fun also we're going to take a break be right back and you're listening to all songs considered from NPR Music. 
It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. I'm talking with Yanzi from Sigurosa about their new album, Atta. They recorded this album at the London Contemporary Orchestra. And let's pick up the conversation here. Is there a cut that I could play that might be a good representation of a mix of the orchestra and you that you'd like? You could just play it. <laughs> <laughs> let's play something else, too. Yeah, I mean, if you yeah, want to hear the orchestra, that's the uh, next song, I guess, number three, Skill. That's kind of like a, I always call it the emo song, but um, it's pretty dramatic, but there's like full-on orchestra basically there. That's okay. kind of, Skill yes. is, translates as what, shell? Would that be Shell, like? yeah, yeah. Tell me a bit about what you're singing there. It's just some nonsense. Just <laughs> some made-up sounds and stuff. <laughs> I, I love that because last night I was listening to the record. Um, I'm a photographer, and during COVID especially, I got into taking pictures of macro photography, which is really hyper-close-up photography of birds, I mean, yeah. of, of, of flowers, I'm sorry, and, and insects. And then... Um, recently, I've gotten into taking pictures of birds and so forth. And uh, and so I was listening to the record, and the screensaver popped on my television of my photographs. And I'm listening to this and thinking, this is so beautiful, and it just goes so well together. And, and it was really a, a wonderful experience. And then today, I live in the Washington area. Uh, there are these fires burning up north in Canada that are creating this incredible doomy haze outside and I'm looking out my window listening to the record and all of a sudden the record felt kind of apocalyptic and <laughs> and and I love the way this music takes different form in different listening situations and I feel it's intentional especially when you say to me oh I'm just singing you call it nonsense or you're 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 being expressive in your voice but without any specific language and uh, and so I'm wondering about intent for the listener, let's say, 
What What are you hoping the listener gets from it? Um, I mean, I was just. I think it's just so weird and funny that three guys coming from Iceland singing in Iceland thing and nonsense that people actually listen to it and they come to our shows and you know listen to it at their house like you're doing and but the, I think it's what is most remarkable is that people take their own meaning from it because they don't understand the lyrics or so everybody makes their own meaning and interpretation in their mind and I think that's kind of amazing. You're not like being spoon-fed some specific lyrics, some love lyrics or something. It's just, you know, it's kind of kind of amazing, I think. Yeah, I think that's what I've always loved about your music. And I never knew what you were saying. And with, and with intent, sometimes you weren't saying anything in particular as expressive as an instrument. Your voice being ex- as expressive as, as an instrument might be. When when you listen to music in for your own pleasure, what do you want from music? Uh, nothing. <laughs> That's what I'm actually looking for. <laughs> well, what do you mean nothing? What? As weird as that sounds, I'm when you are working in music, kind of every day you're you know recording this and that and doing this and that. I have a hard time having music in the background because then I start to listen to it I start humming the melodies and it's kind of a distraction for me so I usually I have a you know I love listening to old jazz Billy Holiday and stuff like the old recordings are there something with old recordings that's like a fireplace or something in the background it's kind of more like a mood than music mm-hmm. and also I've been doing recently I guess it started in COVID just having environmental sound like forest sounds and birds mm-hmm. waves and stuff like that just to <laughs> it's just I don't know something nice about it uh, yeah and of course to listen to music you know, a little bit. I listen to the news in the morning. And sometimes I listen to, I don't know, radio. Yeah, not much music. My boyfriend listens to music. It's different pop stuff. And I guess I have to listen to that. And some of, some of it is good. <laughs> I understand that feeling. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, to me, I kind of don't listen to too much music, actually. I, I've actually been doing this forced listening <laughs> on Spotify where I actually I'm forcing myself to listen to new music see okay what's out there is there anything exciting and to just to get me excited so that's, that's also been healthy I think and is there anything in particular that strikes you would it be something that is rhythmic or, or something that is more ambient or what are you finding attractive nothing there's nothing out there no <laughs> and it is both I guess I kind of you know I have, yeah both rhythmic and ambient I guess but uh, recently no I don't think so I just been you know I love Juliana Barbeck and Mary Latimore I mm. feel like that's you know that's they're kind of two of my favorites just because you know they're just they have tapped into something magical. And I think that's what, what you do as well, which is, um, it's a rare gift to, to be able to do that. The three of you have done this thing, and you hadn't done it in, a, well, 
for the three of you, more than 10 years. Did it feel like a goodbye? This album? Yeah. I mean, funny question. <laughs> but I like it. I, I say that because it had a final feel to it when mm -hmm. it wrapped. It is interesting because when we were doing this album, we had, there was this, I don't know, maybe it's just in the world we're living now, but it's, it's like this doom and gloom everywhere you scroll on social media and and it, everything kind of has this apocalyptic feel to it. The uh, world is ending, nature is dying, like climate disasters, one after the other, and weird extreme weathers, yeah, wildfires in Canada and a lot of wildfires in LA. So it's just, it definitely had this kind of war in Ukraine and all this stuff, and we were kind of doing it at that time, and the mm -hmm. war started also, and just, and all this disasters, and it's just like, and I remember, yeah, it's definitely something, I don't know, gloomy about this. Not gloomy, but uh, I don't know. Something heavy, but also hopeful, I guess, same time. Well, that, that, that's sort of my expression when I was watching birds and flowers and listening to this felt rather different than uh, when I was looking at the, the gloomy, <laughs> hazy sky. Um, there there <laughs> exactly. is a bit of both, and, and some of it is yeah. the mindset of the receiver, the m mindset of the listener. Also, I think when you've been in a band for so long, you're like, Always asking yourself, is this the last album? Is this last goodbye? Is this the last tour? And so that is always there, also, I guess. Mm -hmm. Are you taking this out on tour? Yeah, we are doing in America. We're doing, we're actually, I'm going out now in a few days to Europe. We're doing orchestra shows, just us with an orchestra. This is going to be nice. We have done, never done that before. Mm. And we're taking LCO with us on tour in Europe and they're coming with us to all the shows in Europe then we're and then we're gonna bring that orchestra shows to um, US we're doing like a 10 shows in America in, in August wow that's so kind of orchestra shows so that's gonna be nice I think. so you're gonna play the, some of this material live with an orchestra yeah some of the new songs and also old stuff sure well, I really look forward to that, and, and um, I, hope, uh, I hope you get pleasure and happiness out of it in the darkness that surrounds us. Yeah, hopefully we can bring some hope and light into people's little souls. You've done that to me in the past, and I'm sure you will again to others. So thank you for uh, this. Yeah, thank you, Bob. I always really enjoy our talks. I do as well. You're a, you're, you're, you're a gift, honestly. And, uh, yeah, thank uh, you. Yeah, so thank you. Jantor Bergesen, best known as Janzi, with his thoughts on the new album from Sigaros called Atta. The album is out June 16th, and when you get the record, take some time, stop, and just listen. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's all songs considered.
This message comes from Schwab. It's easy to invest in ideas you believe in with Schwab Investing Themes, like online music and videos, artificial intelligence, and electric vehicles. Choose from over 40 customizable themes. More at schwab.com. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Online. Is your child asking questions on their homework you don't feel equipped to answer? IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. One subscription gets you everything. One site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And NPR listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com NPR. In this country, some truths aren't self-evident. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as wide-ranging and real as the people who tell them, we celebrate the Black experience for all its soul and richness. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get podcasts.